the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. The very best way to promote your podcasts. Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information visit podpage.com. The future of podcast promotion. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is a mental health and addictions counsellor who supports people with psychiatric and substance abuse disorders, American Richard Capriola. Hi, Richard. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm doing great, Nigel. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this, uh, this issue. I really appreciate it. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. So, Richard, you work in the field of substance abuse and drug yes. addiction. How did you become involved in your field of work? Well, I have many years of experience working in the field of education as an administrator. And towards the end of that tenure, I began working in a mental health crisis center. And I would see people who came to the crisis center who had uh, a mental health issue, but also were struggling with a substance abuse issue. So I went back to uh, the University of Illinois and obtained a master's degree in addictions counseling and continued to work at the crisis center for a while until I was offered a job with Menninger Clinic in Houston, Texas. Menninger Clinic is a large psychiatric hospital. And I worked there for over a decade treating both adults and adolescents who have mental health and substance abuse issues. I retired from Menninger a little over a year ago and set about to write this book that would be a resource for parents. I wanted to give parents a very good overview of adolescent substance abuse. So it's not a very long book. It's not a technical book. I wanted it to be written in a very informational style, a conversational style, so that parents could read this book and hopefully walk away thinking, okay, I understand this issue. I've got this issue. I'm not so afraid of. So I really wanted it to be a resource for parents. Well, we're going to talk about your book a little bit later on. But your work currently, what does that involve? Well, I'm retired now. Uh, I retired a little over a year ago from Menninger Clinic. But while I was at Menninger Clinic, most of my work was with adolescents and adults who were diagnosed with mental health and substance abuse issues. So I was part of a treatment team. The treatment team consisted of a psychiatrist, 
a psychologist, a social worker, and addictions counselor, which was myself. My responsibility was to assess the individual to determine the degree of their substance use disorder, whether it was mild or moderate or severe, and to get a history of their substance use. And then to, uh, and then to provide group sessions for patients who had a substance abuse issue and individual counseling. So a lot of my work was assessment, group work, and individual counseling. So on your estimation, how many teenagers or young adults does this issue affect? Well, it depends on the substance that we're looking at. When it comes to alcohol and marijuana, those are the two primary substances that adolescents are are, are using. You know, a little over half of of high school seniors uh, say that they are drinking alcohol. About 40% of juniors will tell us the same thing. About 35% of seniors will tell us that they're smoking marijuana. 28% of juniors will tell us they're smoking marijuana. So alcohol Alcohol and marijuana are the two primary substances. But what we've noticed in the last few years is a tremendous surge in teenagers who are vaping nicotine and marijuana, which is vaping is where they use a, an instrument to turn marijuana or nicotine into a vapor, and then they inhale it through a vapor pen uh, or some other device. In the last three years, we have seen a tremendous increase in adolescents who are turning to vaping marijuana and nicotine. As to the hardcore drugs, drugs like LSD and cocaine, uh, Oxycontin, those really are very small numbers in comparison to alcohol and marijuana in vape. Uh, LSD runs maybe 4% of seniors. Uh, cocaine runs 3% of seniors. So there is some use of those substances, but nowhere near the alcohol and the marijuana. So what's the difference between adult and adolescent addiction? I think there's two big differences. The first is in the area of brain development. The adolescent brain is just not developed. It's it's not going to mature until the person is around 24 or 25. So the big difference is the uh, the adult brain is is fully developed. The adolescent brain is in the process of developing, maturing. That's the first difference. The second difference is in the area of consequences. Adults who have been addicted to drugs have many times faced catastrophic consequences. They might have lost a marriage, they might have lost a job, they incarcerated. So adults who are addicted to a substance have oftentimes faced catastrophic consequences. These are not small consequences. These are catastrophic consequences many times. Our adolescents, on the other hand, have faced very few consequences as a result of the use. Their biggest consequence usually is their parents putting some type of restriction or grounding. But those are nowhere near the same type of consequences that an adult who's addicted to a substance often faces in their lives. So the two big changes, brain development and consequences. In your view, how has the pandemic impacted teen mental health and compulsive behaviors? I think the pandemic has had dramatic impacts for both adults and adolescents, and we are just now beginning to scratch the surface on the mental health needs for both adolescents and adults coming out of this pandemic. The Centers for Disease Control has already noted 
that there has been a 24% increase in emergency room visits by grade school children. And there's been over a 30% increase for teenagers who are urgently in need of mental health care. So this pandemic has had a tremendous impact on the mental health of both adults and adolescents. And I think we're just beginning to see the, the, the start of this. We're only scratching the surface of going to see probably for years to come. The pandemic has affected sleep behaviors, eating behaviors, schoolings, excessive worry, anxiety, irritability, aggression. And I think these are all signals that we are headed for a major time in dealing with the mental health crisis as we come out of this pandemic. Well, as a parent, what type of warning sign if we suspect a child is using drugs or abusing substances? That's a great question, Nigel. Uh, In my book, I list warning signs for parents to be aware of. There's warning signs for a a child who may use alcohol. There's warning signs for a child that may be using marijuana. I've also included warning signs for a child who might be developing an eating disorder or might be self-harming because these two can accompany a child using alcohol and drugs. So I have warning signs throughout my book. But as a general rule, What I advise parents to do is pay attention to the changes they see in their child. You know your child, so pay attention to those changes that you see in your child. Don't assume that the changes that you're seeing is just normal adolescent behavior. They may very well be, but they also may be a signal that there's something else going on underneath the surface. For example, you may have a child who was earning very good grades and now the grades start to decline. You may have a child who enjoyed participating in sports, no longer wants to participate in sports. Uh, You may have a child who was very outgoing and social, now is is becoming more isolated. You may have a child who introduced you to their friends. You knew who their friends were. You knew who the parents of their friends were. Now becomes very secretive about their friends. These are all signals. These are all warning signs. And the more of these changes that you see in the child, the more concerned you should be as a parent and you should follow up with some type of an assessment or an investigation. So in terms of domestic abuse, someone who's suffering abuse, is it likely they would turn to substance abuse? It's possible uh, because, again, many people who are using substances, whether it's an adult or an adolescent, Uh, Many times they're using that substance to medicate an underlying feeling, uh, an intolerable feeling. So if if a person is a victim uh, of domestic abuse, they're dealing with a lot of emotional issues that can become overwhelming. It wouldn't be surprising to see them turn to a substance, whether it's alcohol or marijuana or some other drug, to help medicate that that intense underlying uh, feeling and that struggle that they're dealing with. Well, Richard, you mentioned your book earlier. So what is it called and what areas does it cover? The title of the book is The Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide for Adolescent Substance Abuse. And it covers a number of issues, uh, all in very short, concise chapters. There, There is a chapter on the overview of alcohol and drugs. There is a chapter on the neuroscience of addiction. What I mean by that is it helps parents understand how drugs work. There is individual chapters on street drugs that children might be getting into. So the parents are aware of the drugs that are out there. So there's a very brief series of chapters that helps parents become more aware of these street drugs. 
There's a chapter on assessments. What assessments and tests should a parent get done on their child if they think there's a problem? Because there are a number of tests that need to be done. There's an addictions test, but there are several other tests that are outlined too, so that you get a comprehensive overview. And then there are chapters that help parents understand what resources are available for them if they need it and what type of treatment options are available. Everything from outpatient to inpatient to residential treatment programs are explained. So in this book, which only runs a a little over 100 pages, parents have very concise chapters that give them the important information they need to be able to understand this topic, this issue, and if needed, to be able to deal with it. Well, your book certainly sounds like a great resource. So, Richard, how can people contact you? Well, the easiest way is to go to the book's website, which is www.helptheaddictedchild.com. That's www.helptheaddictedchild.com. And once you get to the site, you can read about the book. You can read about the parent workbook that's available. You can read endorsements and book reviews. And there's a link where you can go directly to Amazon to buy the book. It's available in in both a Kindle version as well as a paperback version. And the link will take you directly to Amazon where you can order the book. There is also a link where you can send me a message or if you want to make a comment or ask a question, you can contact me through the website. Richard in Houston, Texas, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you, Nigel. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and share another In Conversation podcast coming soon. The podcast series hosted by author Nigel Beckles, featuring discussions with award-winning authors, therapists, coaches, plus individuals with intriguing stories to share. Available on all major podcast platforms now, now, now. now.